Hi, I'm Connor Svensson, founder and CEO of Web3Labs, and this is your weekend blockchain on Monday, the 22nd of March, 2021. In this week's episode, I'm going to be discussing institutional crypto news from Visa, Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan, crypto exchanges planning on going public, minor protests in Ethereum, DeFi platform attacks and all of the NFT activity, including Elon Musk getting in on the act and then not, skateboarder Tony Hawk's first NFT and a toilet paper NFT. First of all, the Visa CEO, Alfred Kelly, said that they're looking at crypto from multiple angles within payment processing, um, where they don't only want to facilitate the store of Bitcoin, but also the spending of them. And so a key thing here is being able to enable the purchase of Bitcoin using Visa credentials, and secondly, working with uh, Bitcoin wallets to actually allow Bitcoin to be translated into a fiat currency at the point of sale. So it can basically be used at any one of the 70 million places around the world where, where Visa is accepted. We also saw the volumes of crypto trading in South Korea actually overtaking regular trading. According to data from CoinMarketCap, the combined 24-hour volume from a number of the major South Korean crypto exchanges exceeded that of the, the standard equity exchanges within South Korea. So it's a huge milestone to, to actually happen in that market. And South Korea, there's a very active crypto trading community there. We've also seen a Grayscale Investments launch five new investment trusts. This includes now support for Filecoin, Chainlink and uh, BAT, which is linked to the actual Brave browser, which is uh, very popular at the moment. And these are publicly traded on OTC markets. Morgan Stanley has become the first US bank to offer its wealthy clients access to three funds that enable ownership of Bitcoin. So this isn't like with stocks that are actually linked to Bitcoin. This is actually funds that invest directly in the cryptocurrencies. Two of these are from Galaxy Digital, um, while the third is uh, joint effort from an asset manager called FS Investments and Bitcoin company NYDIG. JP Morgan's also looking at crypto clearinghouse options as well in order to de-risk trading of cryptocurrencies because right now when OTC trading desks actually take orders from their clients, they need to actually deposit funds with crypto exchanges in order to make a trade. And so this results in firms like JP Morgan actually having to take more financial risk with the trade. And so if they were able to establish a crypto-based clearinghouse, this would actually help move the risk onto the actual clearinghouse. It is somewhat ironic that one of the, the big pushes of blockchain itself is to be able to you know, eliminate these middlemen. But again, when you see how it factors into the institutional trading operations, there is a real need for it still there. We're also seeing with uh, JP Morgan really ramping up its uh, cryptocurrency services over the past year. Coinbase has also uh, revised their S1 form, which they filed with the SEC recently to, in preparation for their exchange listing. Um, they've now haven't said when the listing is likely to take place, but some are saying it's going to be certainly at least in April. It's not going to be happening in March now, as was originally planned. Also, the crypto exchange Kraken has announced that it plans to go public next year via a direct listing. And then also the Robinhood competitor and crypto friendly trading platform eToro uh, is actually going public via a merger that's happening for 10 billion with SPAC Fintech Corporation. Owners of the new Fiat uh, 500 electric car will be able to earn Kiri coins for sustainable driving activities. So Kiri coin is a platform that rewards people for undertaking sustainable activities in their day-to-day -day life. And uh, by linking it with this new electric car, they're just enabled to actually grow their ecosystem there. Also last week, we mentioned uh, Meitu, the, uh, the Chinese uh, image editing app, which is incredibly popular. They've bought more Bitcoin and Ethereum, increasing their overall holdings now to 90 million. Uh, it's not clear at this point what they plan to do with it, but they do have a board 
broad approved investment plan that allows the company to invest up to 100 million of its capital into these cryptocurrencies. The encrypted messaging platform Signal as well, now they're accepting crypto donations. Uh, historically, they accepted only fiat, so they're widening uh, the opportunity to receive donations there. Also, we've seen the, the third largest cryptocurrency by market capitalization, Cardano, has been added to Coinbase and also available in the Bloomberg terminal. And on the Ethereum network, we've mentioned previously about EIP-1559, which makes the transaction fees fairer for users of the Ethereum network, which should help the, the overall fees go down. And this is one of the big criticisms right now with the public Ethereum network that it is so expensive to transact on. However, several miners have voiced support for coordinated action against this. And so what they plan to do on the uh, 1st of April, apparently it's not an April Fool's, uh, is actually move uh, the hash power that they provide onto one of the main mining platforms called Ethermine for 51 hours to demonstrate that by putting all of their hash power onto the onto Ethermine's platform, you'll in effect have more than 51% of the network all going through the same source. You know Whether this goes ahead or not is still unclear, but it would certainly be quite a significant show of force by the Ethereum mining community. In the world of DeFi, we've also seen DeFi platforms PancakeSwap and uh, Cream Finance. They were uh, hit with domain attacks by hackers. This basically meant that their homepage was redirected to a malicious site that asked people to input their seed phrase for their wallets. Anyone who did would then enable the hacker to drain all of the funds associated with those wallets. So again, it's just a reminder to be very careful if you're using any of these platforms. Also, the decentralized exchange SushiSwap has uh, launched on the Avalanche blockchain platform. This has been enabled via uh, Avalanche's Ethereum bridge, which they launched last month where in effect what you can do is you can take your Ether and you can transfer it onto the Avalanche blockchain network. And then when it's there, you can interact with apps that are using Avalanche's infrastructure. And so the launch of this has certainly increased the uh, activity on, on the network significantly during the period. And this is where you're seeing a lot of blockchains trying to eat into Ethereum's market share. We saw it previously as well with Binance Smart Chain where they launched the Ethereum compatible chain. And this is a similar sort of technology here that Avalanche have launched that's enabled SushiSwap to launch there. In the world of NFTs, it's continued to explode and uh, you know go crazier and crazier this week. We've seen the, the, the search volume for the phrase NFT hit an all-time high. And also across NFT platforms, the active weekly user counts is approaching 400,000 users. However, the vast majority of these are on NBA's Topshop platform, which is almost 380,000 users. The NFT platform, OpenSea, where a lot of NFT collectibles are uh, created and sold, has raised a Series A of 23 million backed by some of the big names in the crypto space, including uh, Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, they've also had investment historically too from uh, Dallas Mavericks owner uh, and Ethereum enthusiast Mark Cuban, angel investor Naval Ravikant, uh, podcast host and uh, personality Tim Ferriss, and Metapurse, the fund uh, owned by the actual buyers of the, the, the Beeple NFT. There was a very interesting post as well on Twitter this week for those people who are less familiar with the mechanics of how NFTs work. Uh, just a Twitter user called uh, John T. Waring, who dug under the surface of the NFTs and just showed how there is still issues with centralization of some of the data associated with them. This evening, and includes the uh, Beeple NFT that was sold recently. An NFT is, is broken down into three parts. You have the, the image that typically resides on some sort of decentralized file store. You have the ownership of the asset, which often lives as a smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain. And then you have the metadata itself, which basically links the ownership data with the underlying image. And uh, what this user was exposing was how a number of these high profile NFTs have metadata
data which is being stored on publicly available but hosted by centralized services. And so if those centralized services were to become no more or the companies go out of business, then ultimately that link from the ownership of the NFT to the NFT would be lost, which is certainly a concern for the market, which you know, talks so much about the decentralization. Again, this is only some NFTs, but it's a useful thing to be across. Elon Musk as well, uh, off the back of uh, Jack Dorsey listing his first ever tweet, it looked like Elon Musk was going to get in on the NFT action. And he, he tweeted saying that he was going to sell a song about NFTs uh, as an NFT. But unfortunately, 24 hours later, he, he backed down, said he, he wasn't going to do it anymore. We've also seen in response to some of the environmental concerns by some in the community about the actual energy usage of the networks that power NFTs, uh, there's actually an NFT auction taking place where eight unique carbon um, negative uh, uh, NFT nifties inspired by Earth and the climate crisis are being created and they're being sold on the nifty gateway marketplace with all proceeds going to the Open Earth Foundation. DC Comics as well is reportedly entering, well, eyeing entering the NFT market. Uh, in October last year, some rare Batman uh, NFT artworks by one of the DC artists, Jose Delbo and crypto artist Trevor Jones raised over 200,000 in a sale that was bought by a mysterious collector. And then more recently as well, we've seen other NFTs based on comic book characters such as Wonder Woman that brought in 1.85 million. As a result of this, DC are very seriously looking at the space because of course they have concerns about copyright infringement and you know if these NFTs are rubber stamped by the organizations that own the IP to the work, I'm sure it's going to bring more value to them. We've also seen Sophia the, the robot to join the NFT craze. So Sophia the robot is a AI driven uh, robot who basically creates pieces of art and she's uh, created some art pieces which have got NFTs linked to them that are going to be sold this week on the, the marketplace Nifty Gateway. Also off the back of uh, Christie's getting involved in the NFT act at Auction House Sotheby's have now as well and they plan to hold their first NFT sale next month starting with works by Pack, an anonymous uh, digital artist. Tony Hawk the skateboarder as well is also ollieing or jumping into the world of collectible NFTs and uh, a video of his last ever 540 degree Ollie on a half pipe ramp uh, is going to be sold by the Eternity platform uh, amid this ongoing boom. Finally, Charming the Toilet Paper have actually released uh, a number of NFTs that bring the splendor of toilet paper to life. Um, fortunately, it's in a tasteful way, uh, but with proceeds uh, for that benefiting a medical aid charity called Direct Relief. In terms of the metrics here, we've seen the crypto market cap is down almost just over 4% at 1.74 trillion. Uh, assets locked in DeFi are down to just under 44 billion. Uh, that's down uh, over five and a half percent. And the NFT volumes are up 33%. Uh, Total values exchanged in the last seven days at 56.8 million. But the average price is down 14% to $1,300. That's all we have for this week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. Links to all items discussed are available in the show notes and at our website weekinblockchain.com we're also hosting a weekly clubhouse room every monday at right now 1 p.m eastern and 5 p.m uk time if you'd like to discuss any of the items that we've covered here thanks and i'll see you next week